Here at Children's Hospital and Medical Center in Omaha, Nebraska, it's just kids, all day, every day. Our pediatric experts are here to answer your questions and weigh in on hot topics, helping you keep your child healthy, safe, and strong. We're here for you. Listen in. With the CDC's guidance on masks for the general public changing from not recommending public use early on in the pandemic to its current guidance that public mask wearing can indeed help prevent the spread of COVID-19, there has been confusion about the efficacy of masks, with many myths circulating online. Today, we speak to two children's pediatric experts to help us debunk the myths and determine fact from fiction. I'm Dr. Shannon Godsell, and I am a general pediatrician at Children's Physicians Valverde, and I am so excited to talk about masks and mask myth-busting with you, Dr. Sato. So, hi, I'm Dr. Alice Sato. I am a pediatric infectious disease physician at Children's and the hospital epidemiologist. So we've been given a list of questions that people have about mask wearing out in the community which is a little bit different than the masks we wear as doctors and nurses and other healthcare providers in hospital and in patient care settings. But we wanna tell you that mask wearing is really, really important to keeping yourself safe and those around you and keeping the rates of infection really as low as we can get them in our community. So the first question that we've been asked is, who benefits the most from wearing a mask? Does wearing a mask protect the wearer or the people around them? So it protects those around us. So it's really, really important that we are protecting everybody, um, especially in those scenarios where you can't socially distance. And so the CDC recommends that if you're around somebody who's not in your household, you should be wearing a mask. And there are especially some populations that are more at risk and should be not only themselves wearing a mask, but around others who are wearing a mask. Um, but I have been telling my families that if you are outside of your house with other uh, groups of people, and especially if you're in, a, in an area like a, uh, a grocery store um, or any kind of shopping situation, you really should be wearing a mask. Right, so the idea behind wearing a mask to protect other people is that you're catching those droplets, those mists that are coming out of your nose and mouth both, so both need to be covered, in order to protect people around you. In medical terms, we call that source control, where we're limiting or catching the stuff coming out of a person that could be uh, infective. But the good news is, um, that we are learning more and more that wearing a mask also protects the person wearing it. So it seems like the amount of virus that you are exposed to at the time you get infected, if you get a big cloud of someone else's droplets and you get lots and lots of virus all at once, you're much more likely to get sick. And if you think about that barrier, that piece of cloth over your nose and mouth, keeping you more safe, fewer viruses get in. So even if you do get infected, it seems like you're much less likely to be severely ill. And in some cases, like even a meat processing plant um, or a seafood packing plant in Oregon, where they had their workers in masks, even though hundreds of infections were seen in those environments, 
almost all of the infections were asymptomatic, where people didn't feel sick at all. So we're learning that not only does it protect the people around you, it protects you. Uh, Dr. Sato, that's so good to know because I have had a lot of families ask me about what it does for them as well, not about just protecting others around them, but what that means when you wear a mask, how it can protect you um, potentially. And so I think I've been trying to push a lot exactly what you're saying with there's so many people with COVID-19 who are showing no symptoms at all or have spread prior to showing symptoms. And so I think that's so important that everyone is wearing them at all times. Another question that's come up is, do masks provide a false sense of security? In other words, are people not doing the other things they need to do to stay safe because they're wearing a mask? Do they feel more bold? I have had some families, um, honestly, who have told me that, you know, when everyone's wearing a mask, they feel more likely to be in larger groups. And I really want to encourage families to still practice good hand washing, disinfecting all those surfaces that we're touching, and social distancing as much as possible. There are certain situations where you can't socially distance when we're out in the grocery store um, and needing those items for, you know, for home, but I really think it is important that we don't use masks as a, as a way to be in larger group settings or putting yourself at risk. I think the actual study data on this is a little bit mixed because people who are good at wearing masks tend to be good at doing the other things, yeah. right? So right. sure, you know, if I wear a bicycle helmet, will I maybe go a little faster sometimes, maybe, but also, you know, maybe I'm someone who's more aware of what's around me and paying attention for cars. And it's, it's a little bit like that. So, you know, a mask, is a layer of protection. It's like having a seatbelt, but you also want to not speed too crazy and have good tires on your car and you want to have airbags. So each thing is helpful, right? Just because I'm wearing a mask doesn't mean I shouldn't try to socially distance as much as possible, right? Uh, just because I'm wearing a mask doesn't mean I don't need to clean my hands. Right. So it is a great thing to do right? You hear people say, well, if masks were swipe work, why do I need to do this? It's because each is cutting down your risk by some amount. And so the lower we get our risk and the lower we get that amount of virus coming into our eyes, nose, and mouth, then the safer we are. So we've been asked about specific types of masks that people can wear, right? What is the kind of mask that people should be wearing or looking to wear? We don't recommend N95s for people in the community. They need to be fit. That's a very um, trained thing to use. People need to be um, able to wear them. And frankly, they're not very comfortable. So they are not as useful as you would think out in uh, most normal situations where you're not taking care very close to someone who's sick. The CDC uh, com continues to say that those surgical masks and those N95s are still critical for healthcare workers and in dire need. And so we are recommending, and I'm telling my families that those are hopefully just saved for us um, and really to utilize the cloth masks, especially at school and out in public. 
So people have done studies now looking at different types of masks, and you may have seen some of this go around on social media and such. Um, the good news is that a double layer cotton mask really seems to keep the spread of droplets. There was one study that looked, remember we talked about source control, how much virus is spewing out of the mouth and nose of somebody um, who might be infected. Without a mask, you can see stuff going feet away from them, right? A really good cough or sneeze actually goes further than that six feet, it can go eight feet. If you put on a bandana, which I do not recommend, if you think about wearing a bandana like you're a cowboy or an old fashioned bank robber or something, that flapping of the bottom of it does not keep it well fit to, to cover stuff spewing out of your mouth while you're talking, coughing, or sneezing. So that, that while it catches a teeny bit, it doesn't keep that wave of um, causing the bottom of the bandana to fly out in the breeze and still can still travel out a couple feet. But if you wear a two-layer cotton mask, and that can be with ear loops or that can be with ties that go around your head, um, as long as you get a really good fit, that can decrease the spread of droplets coming out of someone's mouth to two and a half inches, right? It's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. I think what's great is like you said, Dr. Sato, there's been so many new studies that have they've been really trying to post on social media so that you're getting a visual of what those respiratory droplets look like. And so I think that's so important to know that there are certain covers that aren't doing the job in order to keep us safe and not spread those droplets. So at the same time, if you think about if I made one out of lace, that probably wouldn't work very well, right? <laughs> Even if it's fit closely over my face, if it's a wide crochet, that's not helping, right? So um, there was one test of concept paper that got pushed out into the media that suggested that net gaiters were not a good idea. That particular net gaiter, um, according to the description, was made out of a fleece material. So it was maybe not the best material to make it out of. Unlike a bandana, the bottom of that neck gaiter comes all the way down and would do a better job of catching stuff coming out from your nose and mouth if you were to cough or speak. So I think that a neck gaiter is not necessarily a bad idea, right? Some kids find them easier to keep track of because they're around their neck and they don't yeah. them, right? And so I wouldn't write off neck gaiters altogether based on one test on one fleece neck gaiter. Yeah. No, that's great to know because I was trying to read a little bit because I have had some patients ask me about that because they said that their kids feel a little bit more comfortable with the neck gaiter and feel like they're holding on to it a little bit more since it's wrapped around them almost like a scarf. So we have also been asked, mask mandates are currently in effect in Omaha, right? Those are always changing on a day-to-day -day basis. I would argue that you should wear a mask when you're not at home um, as much as you can. And that's what um, I do, that's what my kids do. Um, and their dad who teaches does, right? So uh, we recommend them whether or not there is a mandate in place. The current Omaha mandate um, is for people ages five and above, but the American Academy of Pediatrics supports masking for children who can tolerate them above age two. 
So I've been saying the same thing, Dr. Sato. So I have been telling my patients that although Omaha has a recommendation for five and above, my recommendation and our recommendation from American Academy of Pediatrics is two, if they can tolerate it. And I have seen a number of my patients, even 18 months and above, who are tolerating it well. Right. So the worry with the younger kids is that they would not be able to take their mask off if they needed to, right? There are situations where you don't want to necessarily have a mask on, like if you are uh, out in water, right? You wouldn't want something that you couldn't get off easily if it were to get wet, because obviously a very wet mask would be difficult to breathe through. Um, there are very, very few health conditions that make it not possible to wear a mask. If you had a facial burn, obviously it would be hard to wear most masks. Uh, so a face shield might be an alternative in that situation to at least give you some protection. Remember, everything is to decrease your level of risk. So we do as much as we can uh, in any situation. Um, if you think about our cystic fibrosis patients with their very bad lung disease, some of them, we actually have them wear medical masks when they're out and about on a regular basis, right? Because it protects them from getting infected. So even children with very bad lung disease have done great with wearing masks. We have our cancer patients wear masks on a regular basis if they have to go out. If you have really more severe illnesses, then avoiding going out is really obviously your greatest level of protection, but almost everybody can wear a mask and wear a mask safely. And I agree with this as well in the sense that we have had parents contacting us and asking for uh, letters or exceptions. And just as Dr. Sato had mentioned, there's very limited um, populations of children that would need an exception. And so I personally have not written any letters. Um, and I've had a lot of my patients practice uh, prior to school starting or just uh, having the option of doing remote learning if there are true concerns. Um, but I do feel that most children um, can tolerate them very, very well, if not all. So in terms of mask cleanliness, obviously, if you have a child who's likely to chew on their masks or is coughing a lot, one, if they're coughing a lot, hopefully they're staying home. But if their mask was to get dirty, we would want them to change it. And I think about it like I had a, one of my children had trouble learning about using the bathroom at the right time. Um, and so we always send at least one extra set of clothes right in his backpack every morning until that issue resolved. And I would say it's kind of the same thing. I would pack an extra mask or two for your child and yourselves when you go out. I, will, I always make sure that I have at least two or three masks for myself when I'm going out to the store because something could happen to the mask I'm wearing and I might need to change it or want to change it. And so I have a bag to throw the dirty one in and I have a new one in a, in a clean supply bag, right? And I think with some children, and you will know your children best, some of them are gonna need to have a few on hand to be able to change them out during the day if they get soiled, if they get wet, 
anything like that. My youngest ran around outside a lot this summer doing different things with a mask on and sometimes would get mud on a mask, so we would change. I think it's great to have multiples, yeah, especially when you're going out having at least two with you um, or at least a set of clean in your vehicle because there's, if you are going anywhere, you at least will have a stash in your vehicle. Um, but I agree that, that I've talked to most families who have said they've packed several in their children's school bags. There's definitely some brands out there who even have um, just uh, even the, the name of the day on the mask so that you have one that you remember for each day. But uh, they do need to be washed, you know, at the end of the day. And so the CDC has great recommendations for washing of your cloth masks. And they do say that you can wash it in your regular laundry. You just wanna make sure that it's in that warmest temperature and that it's the warmest dryer um, uh, temperature as well. And then if you choose to wash it by hand, that you're using either like a third of a cup of bleach, that's disinfectant bleach, with a gallon and within a gallon of water, letting it soak for five minutes and then either letting it air dry flat ideally in the sun or air dry um, but there's definitely a lot of ways that you can just throw it in the regular the laundry and and still have it be okay but it definitely needs to be washed at the end of the day so we have some quicker facts we're going to try and go through here um, just some quick questions we were asked is it true wearing a mask can introduce new respiratory issues for an otherwise healthy person? No. <laughs> right, it's very safe to wear masks. We have some of our more delicate patients wear masks and we are not worried about them causing problems for people who are otherwise healthy. This one's a bigger question, I think. Is it true that I only need to wear a mask if I'm sick? The answer is no. So the answer is no for that, as we were talking earlier, that sometimes you don't know whether or not you're carrying COVID-19. And so it's really important that even if you're having no symptoms at all, that you're still protecting the others around you and yourself by wearing a mask. And I think this caused a little confusion early on. We thought this was going to be like the first SARS back in 2002 and 2003, where people really weren't shedding virus until they were feeling sick. And we have learned that unfortunately with this virus, even though it's very closely related to that first one, that many people can spread this virus before they feel sick or they never feel sick and they can still infect other people, which is why masking has become really a focus in terms of protecting others and protecting ourselves. So the next question is a question honestly that I have gotten in the office. So is it true that wearing a face covering prevents the flow of oxygen or that carbon dioxide gets trapped in the mask, making the wearer sick? So, so even though those respiratory droplets are very small, the good news is, is that oxygen and carbon dioxide molecules are even smaller. And so those can pass through the mask safely. And so we're able to get oxygen moving back and forth through that mask safely. And so you should not be trapping any of that carbon dioxide once you exhale. So even though we are trapping and hopefully trapping all those respiratory droplets within the mask, you are not trapping those molecules that we need in order to breathe safely. It can get a little getting used to. 
especially if you're uh, working harder to run around. Um, so it can take a little practice to figure out how to be comfortable and what's the most comfortable mask. Is it true that investing in a mask with a filter insert can protect my family even better than a regular cloth mask? I guess my answer is possibly or probably. It depends on what the rest of the mask is doing for you. Many people um, have added a layer. So they'll have a mask that has a pocket and they'll put in a layer of paper towel because that is a non-woven uh, piece of um, material so that it maybe has a little bit less in terms of open spaces between the fibers. Or some people use a coffee filter for the same idea. The one thing I would really caution against doing is cutting up a vacuum bag uh, because you don't know what you would be inhaling from the edges where you have cut from a vacuum bag. And really it's so thick, some of those bags, that what you were doing is breathing around and not through that filtering layer, right? If I put a piece of plastic inside my mask, I would certainly not breathe anything through the piece of plastic, but all my air would come from around it. So if it gets to be too great a resistance to air flow by adding something inside your mask, then that can cause you to only use the parts of the mask to breathe around it. And I've also had families ask me about exhalation valves um, or vents, and the CDC does not recommend that you use a mask with a valve or a vent in it. Right, so those are designed to make it easier for you to breathe out through a mask. Like if you were working in a dusty environment, no one's worried about you breathing out into that dusty environment, but those masks are designed to only avoid stuff coming in and not stuff going out. So it might be appropriate to use something like that in some situations, but in terms of what we're trying to achieve here with the virus, that's not doing our source control we want. It's not keeping your respiratory droplets from getting out into the environment around you. And if you don't know you're infected, potentially still infecting someone else. Some people get around that by putting another mask over it, a thin layer over it to catch anything coming out of that valve, if that's the mask you have. Some of them are closable, but most places don't wanna deal with trying to figure out if you remember to close yours or not. So you may be asked to use a different style of mask. So is it true that children under the age of two don't need to wear a mask? So by the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations, we are saying that it's children two and above who are needing to wear a mask. And one of those reasons is kind of what we talked about is that a lot of the times kids under two aren't able to take off or put on the mask themselves. And a lot of the times it's difficult for them to keep it on because they're tending to play with it a lot of the times. And that's what we're trying to avoid as much as possible is touching the mask. And so if your child can tolerate it, even if they're under the age of two, say 18 months, 20 months, great. But um, again, the recommendation is two and above. I would say with younger children, you want them supervised while they're wearing a mask, right? Even your two-year-olds, just to make sure it remains safe. So what else can you do? Um, if you are carrying 
a child in a baby carrier or seat through a busy area, you might want to drape a, a light fabric over it while you carry them through a crowd, for instance. So they don't have to be unprotected. Obviously, you're going to try and keep social distancing on behalf of your younger children. Um, if they are an older child who can wear, um, some people have bought hats with almost a piece of shower curtain hanging off the front um, or some sort of face mask. Again, I would pay very close attention to whether they can breathe comfortably under that and that it's not getting too close to their face if they're using a shield. But in general, what we try and do is limit their exposure to other people and work on that social distancing piece will be uh, the most important way to keep them safe and sadly not handing them off to everybody yeah. <laughs> and not a lot of you know friendly hugs and snuggles from people outside your family unit bubble agreed as hard as it is i've had to tell families that your household your family bubble is your your new crew so you've got to get the snuggles from them but they've got to wait on everybody else and do a lot of waving and virtual hugs so so thanks for listening. We really appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you found some of these answers helpful. And thanks for all that you're doing to keep us safe, Dr. Sato. And thank you families for keeping us safe. And hopefully we'll continue to get through all this together. Thank you for listening to Just Kids Health. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Visit childrensomaha.org for more information on how we can help your child.